0: all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I know you've heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the Pro Access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source in pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. This is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The remedy for boredom has arrived. The People's Podcast is here. And let's go for a ride because it's Friday.
1: It's Friday.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good day today with Stormy Daniels on the show huge huge adult entertainment legend she's got so many great stories because now she works exclusively behind the scenes in the adult film business she is a machine she is an industry unto ourselves uh i want to thank her for doing this show and i want to thank all of you who have nominated my industry talk is jericho for a podcast award in our first year we're already up for a best sports podcast and there's a lot of great competition that we're fighting up against Like I said, I don't know if this is a sports podcast, entertainment podcast, pop culture podcast. I don't care. I want this award. If you're listening to this show, if you're digging this podcast, if you're one of the 64 million people who have downloaded Talk is Jericho, please give my show a vote. You can vote once a day until March 24th, and it's really easy. All you gotta do is go to podcastawards.com and you vote for Talk is Jericho in the best sports podcast. You click on the little, uh, little dot there and we get a vote, and the winners will be revealed on April 14th in Las Vegas. It would be amazing to actually win a podcast award. So again, if you like being entertained but talk is Jericho twice a week for free. Remember, this is free, people. Please go to podcastawards.com and cast your vote. And, hey well I'm asking for your support here's a great cause an event. To, it's, a, it's a great event to throw your support and a few bucks behind my buddy Mick Foley's Wrestlemania Dream Vacation Raffle all the raffle ticket proceeds benefit Rain R-A-I-N-N the Rape Abuse and Incense National Network it's a great cause raffle tickets are only $2 each but you have to buy a minimum of 5 the grand prize winner will be chosen on March 18th and get this they get a trip to this year's Wrestlemania in Santa Clara, California. You get airfare, hotel, two tickets to WrestleMania, two tickets to the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and a chance to meet and hang out with Mick Foley. You get a bunch of other cool prizes as well. Check it out purchase your raffle tickets at WrestleMania.Rain.Org. that's n.org my good buddy Mick Foley always doing uh, things for good causes he's a great guy, support him and support this amazing raffle and maybe you can win a, a trip, a free trip to Wrestlemania 31 it's going to be amazing, you can tell me how it is, because I'm not going to be there even though people go, are you going to be there? I'm not going to be at Wrestlemania 31, but I will be watching the show, I'm also going to be listening and as I have adult film legend, actress, writer, director, a true star, a true porn star, a real porn star, Stormy Daniels is on the show, she's worked a lot with Talk is Jericho alumni Asa Akira, she's pulled a prank or two on Asa, she's going to tell us about all those stories, along with what Stormy will and won't do on camera, there's also a secret porn handshake, not getting much of a secret for this podcast, so you're going to find out why, Stormy's got so many great stories, and once again, like Asa, this is not a sex talk, this is just a talk with a really cool interesting. Uh, woman who's done a lot in her chosen field and she's smart man I would not want to mess with her I think she's almost a genius uh, unlike me (laughs) All right, I gotta say thanks to uh, Stormy for doing the show thanks to all of you for listening and thanks to all my amazing sponsors of Talk is Jericho the ones who let me do this show for you for free for twice a week including Amazon remember if you're going to do your shopping do it through my Amazon links it's the easiest way to support this show just go to podcastone.com you click on the keep our podcast free banner top of the page. eh? Then you hit the talk is Jericho button. Remember every time you use one of my Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a couple bucks to the show to help us cover production costs. I got links for USA, UK, Canada. A you can go all around the world and shop on Amazon. You get so many cool things, including my new DVD. The road is Jericho. You have to see this new WWE DVD featuring yours. Truly. It's a collection of, uh, some more of my classic matches personally selected by me and, uh, a great documentary interspersed in between with stories about all of them uh, thoughts about all of them behind the scenes uh, information about how the, the matches came to be some uh, anecdotes behind each match it's a really cool unique package you've never seen anything like this before it's called the road is Jericho it's the new WWE DVD you can buy that on Amazon please do you can buy the new Fozzie record do you want to start a war we're currently on tour with that right now over here in Europe uh, you can also get my new book and my third New York Times bestseller the bestseller the Best the world at what I have new or no idea. So many cool things you can get. A lot of Jericho products and a lot of products from all of my other guests as well, including Josh Gates and Zach Bagans and Shawn Michaels and uh, Andy Biersak and Paul Stanley. All of their respective bands and books and albums and, and DVDs are up on Amazon. Go buy them through me. You can listen, you buy whatever you want, but just remember, no hidden fees, no extra charges. So if you happen to be doing some online shopping, do it through my Amazon links, help out the show in the process. Once again, podcast com. click on the "Keep Our podcast free banner at the top of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button, you bookmark it, so you get those links in one easy click. Okay. So uh, we've had a couple times uh, on the show with uh, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, which is an amazing behind the scenes newsletter if you guys haven't checked it out. If you're into wrestling, if you like, um, you know, reading about business aspects or kind of some of the details uh, behind the shows and, and, and uh, the, the pay per views and the business and, and kind of history, historical pieces, Dave is the best in the business. He's the only guy I'll talk to on my show. Uh, WrestlingObserver.com is where you can find out more about this. He recently put out a list of the top 100 draws in the wrestling business. Now, um, you know, no, no question for the past several years, it's more the product that does and doesn't draw. I think just the name WWE will draw. Uh, and as big as John Cena is, he's not the difference maker that most of the guys ranked with him were at the time. If you take guys like Hulk Hogan or Broomer Sanertino or Jim Londos or those type of guys, Um, even Ric Flair in his key markets off a show, the difference in the gate, at least during their peak periods, was was huge. You do the same for Cena, there's a difference, but rankings for he and Triple H and those type of guys are based more on WWE being the only show in town than them being the top stars for so many years. But it does go to the show, if nothing else, that their longevity at the top is noteworthy. Um, But the level of difference making uh, competition isn't there like at any time in modern history. That's directly from the Wrestling Observer... uh, uh, list so we're gonna go through uh, Some of the top draws of all time. This is the list from like one to a hundred Okay And we're going to go up to about, I don't know, 70 or so. So number one, Jim Londos is kind of an old school guy. Bruno Sammartino, Luthez, Bill Longson, Hulk Hogan, Ed Strangler-Lewis, Antonio Roca, Ric Flair, Buddy Rogers, and Joe Stetcher. And a lot of those names are unfamiliar, but if you're talking about guys from the 30s and 40s, they made a big difference and were huge draws for their time period. So if you're going for um, kind of a listing of, of wrestlers, in their uh, eras that those guys are at the top um, completely. All right, and then we go to uh, then it's John Cena at 11, Dick the Bruiser, The Sheik, The Rock, Triple H, Killer Kowalski, Bob Backlund, Andre the Giant, Whipper Billy Watson, Stanislaus Zabisco, and Yvonne Robert. Once again, you get some more names that you actually know about. These are guys that drew the most uh the biggest houses you know what i mean and these are like uh, basically based on on, on the years that, that they were on top how many uh big houses that they drew pay-per-view numbers it's kind of some kind of a weird calculated system i'm not, I'm not saying this is gospel this is just an interesting um list in, in dave's uh dave's newsletter here and then you got John Pisick, never heard of him Undertaker Frank Gotch Conan Mystico uh, Mystices, Sin Cara believe it or not the original Sin Cara in the WWE is one of the t- uh, top 25 draws of all time Everett Marshall Gene Kaniski Ed Don George Holly Race Gus Sonnenberg Dick Shycat and Steve Austin um, and Antonio Inoki those guys are tied for number 32 Then we continue on with Dan Mahoney, Randy Savage, Johnny Valentine, Randy Orton. Randy's doing really good at 34. He'll move up for sure into probably the top 20 of all time as he continues his career. Peril Aguayo Sr., Mexican legend, Gorgeous George, Shawn Michaels, Freddie Blassie, The Crusher, and Kane. They're all tied at 41. So you can see Kane, over the years, has been a huge draw for the WWE, even though sometimes he's kind of the forgotten man because he's been there for so long. But that's definitely going to be one of the most successful gimmicks that the WWE has ever created, with Undertaker being number one. Uh, Superstar Billy Graham, Shinya Hashimoto, Ray Steele, Dory Funk Jr., Vern Gagne, Ray Stevens, Pat O'Connor, Batista, Batista tied for number 50 as, one, as, as the top 50 draws of all time. And, of course, big thanks to Dave uh, for doing Talk is Jericho. And big congratulations for him for being the uh, new James Bond villain. Mr. Hinks, I believe it is. He's he's, he's, a, he's a true blue movie star now at this point. Uh, then we got Keiji Mudo, Ricky Dozan, Dusty Rhodes, Sandor Zabo, Vincent Lopez, Bret Hart, Vladik Zabisco. A lot of Zabiscos. No Larry, though. Eduardo Campanche. Pedro Morales, Bobo Brazil, Earl Craddock, Jerry Lawler, Miguel Perez Sr., and the Road Warriors, and Chris Jericho, tied for number 63 of the biggest draws of all time. That's a nice little surprise. That's pretty cool, huh? So I'm tied with Earl Caddock, Jerry Lawler, Miguel Perez Sr., the Road Warriors, and the Big Show, and me, all at number th- 63. So anybody who thought that uh, Chris Jericho and the Big Show were a very... Money making tag team You're right Because we are tied For the top 63 draws Of all time In the in the entire wrestling business So that's pretty cool man I'll take it Like if so I'm going to get a, a jersey made With number 63 on the back Yeah I'm 63 I'm 63 bitches Oh I am number 63 On the top draws In the wrestling business Yeah Oh yeah That's pretty cool all right, let's continue on. Um, Perro Aguayo Jr., Primo Carnera, Stan Hansen, El Santo tied for seventy. Kurt Angle, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Man Mountain Dean, Laza Slow, Maurice Tillette, Fritz von Erich tied for seventy-four. So Brock Lesnar is making that big time cash with Vince, and he's only tied for number seventy-four of the biggest draws in the wrestling business of all time. Me being at number sixty-three, I should probably make eleven. Times better salary if brock is 74 and i'm 63 so uh i'm gonna have to ask for a raise next time i go back to the WWE. jim browning dr jerry graham who by the way is vince mcmahon's all-time favorite wrestler ultimo guerrero kenta kobashi ivan koloff yukon eric sergeant slaughter ultimate warrior ernie ladd giant baba Henri de glane eddie graham george hackenschmidt paul orndorff chris benoit sien Wilbur Snyder, Tenru, Bobby Maganoff, and Nobu Hiko Uh those are the top 100 draws of all time uh in the wrestling business so not a bad uh not a bad uh a list there and like I said I'm number 63 so from now on whenever you see me refer to me I want you to call me number 63 oh there's there's number 63 y 63 j that's me the number sixty-three biggest draw in the wrestling business history. <laughs> you think I'm ever gonna let this down? No, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna let you guys forget about this. Uh, this is number sixty-three here. Once again, we got Stormy Daniels coming up here on the show today. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadores in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, eh, amigas. See, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So, having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words, sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started All here in the uh, lovely Los Angeles home of, uh, of Stormy Daniels. Hi. I've known you for a while, and it's cool we finally get a chance to do this. I know, this is awesome. I know, it's great, because um, we were actually laughing. I had Asa on the show a few months ago, and um, she was a lot of fun, but but she was always talking about you, because you've actually directed her in a yes. couple of things, right?
1: Yeah, I like to torture her. In what way? Um because she's got that reputation for being such a bad girl and so hardcore, uh-huh. but she's really like a scaredy cat. Yeah. If it's not sex related, <laughs> if something's not penetrating her, anything else is horrifying to her. So the very first... In this very room, actually, the very first day that she was on set for Wicket when we signed her, um, I played a gag on her and posted on YouTube because I have a reputation for being uh, like... A very serious director uh-huh. so we all had her convinced it was kind of her first big acting thing right. her first feature and we all had her terrified that if she didn't know her lines I was gonna beat her up <laughs> so we staged a fake fight between me and one of the male talent really we're like I kicked all of his stuff and I hit him because he didn't he was he was t- five minutes late and we actually made her cry and <laughs> the makeup chair and then we put it on YouTube but um, that
0: sounds very, very wrestling wise. So you were yeah. we call it ribbing in yeah, wrestling. It was,
1: yeah, totally. And then So, so um, how, how did
0: the fight come about? Like what did you say? Like I'll say that, you know, you forgot your line and then
1: you Yeah. Say- oh yeah, I pulled the guy the guy, uh Stephen St. Croix is a very, very good actor. We've known each other for a long time. And uh before he pulled up, I was like, When you get here, like call me and I'm gonna come outside and tell you what we're gonna do. You have to help me do this. <laughs> and uh he was like, I have to have sex with her afterwards. I was like, I know, it's gonna be perfect. It'll give a it chemistry. And he came in, he just blew it away. I was like, Where have you been? your call time was two thirty he's like no my call time was two forty five and i was like you're 15 minutes late and he threw his stuff at me and i threw my headphone and it just escalated and then we you know i know you're listening you can't hear but we ran around the side of the building and went out this window and she could see from the makeup chair us yelling at each other outside the window and he like threw a fake hit at me and i punched it was <laughs> it was very uh you would have been proud
0: very wwe you, so you would have actually my hands out there
1: and then uh I've just continued to torture her over the last year. Like we shot a big movie uh, a couple months ago that's releasing this week called Pretty Dangerous. And I hung her upside down from the ceiling. I told her that it was a sex swing, but really it was a harness because she's supposed to be a cat burglar. And before she was all strapped in, before she realized what was happening, we flipped her upside down in hunger because <laughs> I didn't have her drop into the safe and she was crying. And then I took her out in the ocean on a speedboat and then we were jumping waves and she, <laughs> she was crying. And uh, now I have her convinced that she has to ride a horse in my next movie.
0: Can she ride a horse? No. And she's terrified
1: of horses. I'm joking. I'm not actually going to put her on a horse because that really is dangerous if you don't yeah. know what you're doing. But she well, doesn't know that.
0: You you talk about having a, a, you know, about how you have a strict reputation as a director about knowing your lines. Like, how important is it to know your lines in a in, in a porno movie?
1: It's, uh, most people will tell you, I, and I hate this. It's this one of my pet peeves. Oh, it's just porno. It doesn't matter. But, well, it's, it's actually our job and it does matter in the movies that I do. Because I work for Wicked Pictures and we're all couples features and it's a different genre and the dialogue and the scripts are actually important. It's not pizza boy comes to the door. Oh, I don't have a tip. However, will I pay for this? (laughs) Like I I know a lot of people don't watch porn for the acting or the dialogue, but there are people who do and that's the genre that I work in. But the most important reason for people to know their lines is that we have 40 pages and five sex scenes to do in two days. Wow. Yeah. So if you don't know your stuff when you come to set, you've ruined everyone's day because we, unlike a mainstream movie, we don't have infinite time. We hit the ground running and it's balls to the wall for 16 hours.
0: Literally balls to the wall. (laughs) Literally. Literally
1: and figuratively. So it's extremely important
0: so this is the side of 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 the business that really intrigues me much when i talk to asa from the performer standpoint Mm -hmm. and you now more than than anything are are kind of a one-stop shop when it comes to making movies you mentioned that you work for 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 wicked but you you direct you write you you do everything
1: i do everything and i'm a control freak Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie if you want something done right you gotta do it yourself absolutely yeah and uh you know I know you asked Asa this question because I actually listened to her podcast the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm I wanted to make of sure. sure. I wanted to know how good you were. Okay. okay, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, you asked her, Do you like performing or directing? And she gave the exact opposite answer of me.
0: Which in her answer was, She doesn't, she's not she, wants,
1: she loves the performing. She doesn't like she's the She's bored stre- by directing she or something. She doesn't like the stress and that's right. whatever. And I'm opposite. Like, I, yes, I love acting and it's fun. And who doesn't love sex? I mean, that's great. You get to right. come to set and have, have a professional <laughs> orgasm get all made up and look beautiful and whatever. But it's not creatively rewarding for me. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's the directing. Like I like to – the most important thing to me is writing. I consider myself to be a writer. And there's nothing more magical for me than seeing something I wrote come to life. So, yes, because, you know, mainstream you have a ton of people on your crew to do these jobs for you. But I write the script. And then I take the script and I break it down and do the shoot schedule, the budget. I book all the talent, all the locations, do all the paperwork. Buy all the wardrobe, do all the props, come here, shoot the movie, which a lot of times I'm also the lead, and then I take the movie home and it gets edited at my house.
0: So I mean, this is the art form of it too, and, and of course, people who don't know is the same people that would say, "Well, then wrestling's not an art form, or whatever, or porn's not an art form." But when you're creating something out of nothing, okay. it is art. And you mentioned too, and this is something I learned from from talking with with Asa about the difference between gonzo yes, porn and, and then feature porn. Now, gonzo is like you said; it's just basic one, two, sex. three sex. Yeah, well, yeah, one, two, three. Here we go. Have <laughs> sex. But and this kind of harkens back to like I remember when I first saw porn movies when i was a teenager in the 80s they always had a story i remember the one that right. sticks out was the tiffany minks right which was like a, almost like a mystery like a spy movie and that was kind of how porn started right and then it went away from that but your movies are Have all very that. story oriented
1: yes 100 percent.
0: and you get the the costume you did, did you...
1: everything yeah we're shooting a, uh, in may we're shooting a big western and that's wow. going to be a costuming nightmare so like I'm you... already like twitching thinking about it, and I have to do all of it.
0: Do you have designers, or, yeah. do, you go to, or do you go to shops, or how do you do both?
1: It? Well, we rent our stuff from the same place that the Hollywood movies do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all legit, and I know a lot of people listening are like, "Oh, nobody watches you know porn for that." Well, you might not, you mm-hmm. know, but if a lot of people didn't, I wouldn't even have a job. Right. There are people who are still very into that 70s version that has a storyline. You know, there's people that yeah, they just want to turn on the internet and watch two hot people go at it but there's a whole nother set of people they're like i want to know why those hot people mm-hmm. are going at it and that's where i come in
0: i can see that though yeah. you know what i mean i mean i remember there was there was it used to be the joke like oh he reads playboy for the articles exactly but there is somebody some must. great articles in playboy great interviews right. if you can get a playboy interview it's like getting a rolling stone interview it's a big deal yeah. and of course there's gorgeous girls naked in between but if you just want to see that, you can go get you know, Hustler or Wii or whatever. So you're exactly. kind of like the playboy of and porno the, films.
1: And the cool thing about what I do is if you don't want to watch the dialogue,
0: <laughs> you can
1: just fast forward. Yeah. But if your lady wants to watch the dialogue, then you sit there because the payoff is still going to be the same for you. You're going to get laid. <laughs> so, do
0: you find that uh, a lot of people watch porn as couples?
1: Um, I think overall porn watchers... No, Mm -hmm. I think 90 percent of my porn watchers are like I make movies specifically for most of my fans are couples. And I know this to be true because every time I make a personal appearance, you know, I go to a strip Mm -hmm. club and dance or I do a store signing at a hustler store or whatever. I have so many women and couples in line. And the woman always says the same thing. We love that you're a female director because your stories make sense. And and I just love knowing why these, you know, I like the backstory and I get turned on. And the guy just says, you're my hero. You got my wife to watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a win-win and it's really cool. And I have so many people come up to me and say, oh, you helped our marriage. You helped our sex life because you're, you know, I always wanted my wife to watch porn, but she wouldn't because... Um, in the back of our head if there's a male director you still think i wonder if he's making that girl do that not well right. clearly being a female director i'm not making i'm not taking advantage so i being a uh, a woman director kind of take the guilt Got out of it, watching yeah. porn so the woman's not worried about anything else and can just enjoy you it.
0: almost take the exploitation element out
1: exactly of at least in their mind even though, I mean, I really haven't seen any of that in the business anyway. But, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, the couple watching the movie in Kansas, she's still thinking these poor girls might not want to Right, and to that there. would be
0: the, the cut down if you don't understand what the business right. is, right? You know, if you don't understand the art form of, of the business like right. we we're talking about. Have you seen a difference? Um, what year did you start working in the business? Uh,
1: 2002.
0: Okay, so it's been about 12. I was thinking more like the stigma of being known as, as a porn star. Like before it was almost like but now it's almost it's just, it's not even it's a cool thing. It's like but yeah, now should...
1: it's gone so far that it's almost not cool anymore. Oh, <laughs> everybody calls themselves a porn star. That's true. I'm like, no, you're a porn performer. There's only a few porn stars. A porn star is someone if you make them walk through the mall, people are going to stop them.
0: People know. So who 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 would be porn stars? I mean, you're one of um, them.
1: You know, you've got Asa, uh, Jesse Jane, Jessica Drake, uh, Annika Albright's pretty recognizable. Um
0: Who's like, let's say, if you're a guitar player, you love you know Jimmy Page, or you love Eddie Van Halen. Right. Like, who's like the porn version of that?
1: Um, well, you're gonna say, and you know, gonna say Jenna James.
0: Jenna Jameson. Is she like the epitome of? I mean, uh,
1: everybody knows Jenna. Everybody knows Tara. Yeah. Uh, everybody Tara knows Patrick. Jess- yeah. Jesse yeah. Jane. You know.
0: Those are like the, the top stars.
1: That and and I'm not trying to. This sounds really conceited. I don't mean it that way. But now my name is in that well, because, because I've, I because I've stayed so long. I'm the longest running contract star ever. Really? Yes. So, so which is, just means I'm old. But, but yeah, I mean, there's something <laughs> means you're
0: experienced. That's the word we use. Um,
1: something to be said because a lot of girls get in and they're gone within three years.
0: So, when you say that you're uh, like a contracted performer, uh, like in the '30s and '40s in Hollywood, you would be uh, your contract is Universal. Mm-hmm. You're shaking it's the your head. On your head. Yes. So it's the same. Because that's gone now in Hollywood, but yes. in, in the porn biz, that's and it's how it almost works.
1: gone here. Okay. Like Vivid doesn't have any contract stars anymore. When I got into the business. Um, there was like 10 companies that had contract girls and I pretty sure there's only like two or three companies really? left that have contracted performers and wicked is, is one of them.
0: So is this like a contract you sign every year or renews? Every um, they vary. Years? Some girls
1: do year to year. Some do every, every well, how about for you? For me, I, my first year was two years cause really, I mean, your stuff doesn't even start coming out mm-hmm. and now I just renew every year and I, I work for the best boss, um, a little I probably shouldn't put this out there, but um I actually have been with Wicket for twelve years. Twelve? Yeah, twelve, years, yeah. Twelve years, and I've never signed anything. Oh. <laughs> we have a handshake and every you know, I've quit asking, but years ago I'd be like, Do you want me to sign anything? He's like, Why well, mess it up? Yeah, it's working fine and we just That's the loyalty of it. Yeah, he's the greatest guy to work for. And um What's his name? Steve Ornstein. Mm-hmm. And he's great because um he really wants you to be successful like in everything. When I went to him, after being there for you know a couple months, and was like, hey, I I'm, I also write, and have some other companies wanting to buy some scripts. He added writing to my contract, and then um, I became a director because I was selling scripts to other directors, and we have some fabulous directors. But anytime you hand something that you've written over to someone else, it's going to be their interpretation. Of and it's not I'm not saying it was right or wrong. It just it wasn't what I envisioned in my head, and it would, that's not my vision. <laughs> and I just really wanted to know if just one time I could take what was in my head. To paper to screen. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I totally bluffed the owner of the company. Sorry, Steve. And told him I knew what I was doing. And I didn't. But halfway through that first day, I was directing this big party scene. I remember standing at the top of the stairs and thinking, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I finally found, like, you
0: found the passion.
1: Yeah. And it's.
0: And what, was, what movie was that?
1: Uh, that movie was called One Night in Vegas. And it starred Kaylani. And uh, it was just like that moment in my life where I was like, oh, oh <laughs>
0: snip, snip.
1: I found, I found my home. This is what I meant to be.
0: Now, as a director, are most porn directors ex-porn stars or porn stars?
1: I would say it's 50-50.
0: Is it easier to take direction if it's somebody that you know has been in the business?
1: Um, Yes and no. How do you mean? Yes, because uh, when you're speaking to the talent, you can understand where they're coming from. And you they can relate to you because... It's a very sensitive... It's not like directing a mainstream movie where you're telling someone just how to act. Mm-hmm. This is... Sex is still intimate. And when you're talking about, you know, the sexual act and you're telling somebody how to have sex and what to do with their most private parts of their bodies, it's got to be handled a little bit delicately. And if you're taking direction from someone who's been where you are, it's a little bit easier. But on the flip side of that, sometimes it's harder because they think you're buddies and they might not respect you. So you have to... You know, you're be putting on your tough. director's hat yeah. now. Yeah. And we're not buddies today. Today I have a schedule and I'm in charge of, you know, we can't mm-hmm. talk like we do when we're at a party. So it, it's hit or miss. But the other good thing about that is I can also see through all your bullshit. No excuse you're going to give me is not one that I've already thought about using on another set. <laughs> yeah. you mean
0: like getting there late or something? Yeah. Or, like, yeah, or not wanting to do something? Right. Or what are some of the excuses you know, that you would faking,
1: give? You know, faking, you know. Cause it's uh you know oh I have cramps oh, okay. or or you know lady troubles yeah
0: scares guys away every time and but that's not gonna work on me yeah it can't right exactly right. what are some of the guy excuses
1: oh goodness um oh the the whole oh it's just a spider bite no that's staff get off my set oh
0: wow yeah really yeah. You've had, so how would why would someone have staph infection and, and come onto the set? Because like,
1: people are stupid. Okay. <laughs> like So that's up stupid. to you for like
0: almost health reasons oh, too. You oh to yeah, I'm in
1: charge stuff. of everything. And that's what also was saying. Like she doesn't like the stress. And it is very stressful. Well
0: yeah. You know, you're like, you're in like when you're of your head. when
1: you're acting, you're just in charge of yourself. When you're directing, you're in charge of everyone everyone's well-being it's like herding kittens you know (laughs) what i mean it's it's hard and i'm in charge you know the owner of wicked who i have great respect for obviously all of his money
0: have um you know, you talk about like wrestlers, or I'm not sure much about so much about rock guys, but at least from the, from a lot of guys that I know, it's changed over the last ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about like guys are and girls more responsible, not partying as much, not cra- not as crazy. Especially in wrestling, there's been a big change. Yeah, have you seen that in, in the in, in your business as well? Uh,
1: I've seen it in in my business and the music industry. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I live with a musician. Right. There's a lot of bitter in my house with the <laughs> piracy. You know, we're both getting screwed, but I think it's all it's social media and camera phones.
0: And what, oh, and how do you mean?
1: <laughs> because, yes, we're you know we're trying to take better care of ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, but the other part of that is the people are going to find out if you act like an asshole. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, social- you can't you, hide anything. You nowadays. can't hide anything.
0: Yeah. That's the you difference.
1: If you do something wrong, someone's going to get a camera video of it. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to find out due to Twitter and Instagram. You can't have any fun anymore.
0: <laughs> I know, You can't do anything wrong. You can't do anything. What the heck's going on with that?
1: Screw you, internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, you mentioned, too, that sometimes you direct and star. Mm-hmm. In a film. How, how does that... Uh, how do you do that? How does that work?
1: I'm crazy. I told you I'm a control <laughs> freak.
0: So do you have to go look at the camera shot? Or do you trust your DP? Um, DP has a couple of different meanings in porn, I guess, right? Yes, but, but t- <laughs> I know you're talking about
1: uh, yes, a director of photography. director um, photography. Which I am also the director. You do that of too? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a camera operator. Okay. Um, but I, I set up the shots and tell them where to light. and um, Like I said, it's, it's a lot of hats. But I've learned to really trust myself... So what I'll do is I'll do a couple takes until I feel like I did a good performance. And then, yeah, I'll go and watch the playback mm-hmm. and make sure, you know, that there wasn't a boom in the shot or, you know, I also have a text sitting behind the monitor looking for technical things. A boom in the shot. Oh, there's a, a cord on the floor we can see or, oh, we got a logo because you can't show any logos, obviously. So oh. he's looking for technical things. And then I'll step behind the monitor and watch the performance. And if I'm happy, then we move on. And for the sex scenes, because obviously I'm not going to stop and keep running away from the guy to go look, yeah. I position the monitors where I can see them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I always feel really bad for whoever I'm having sex with because, you know, the monitor be off where I can see it and I'll wait till the cameraman is on a shot that doesn't show my face. And I'll be like, and I'll lean back and look and be like, oh, I need to point my toe. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah
1: I love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. It's like, it's like the modern day version of having a mirror on the ceiling. Exactly
1: right? what it's like. Yeah.
0: It's, it, 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 you know, we, we mentioned earlier, too, about the budgets and all that sort of stuff. So when you're doing, I mean, some of your, your movies are pretty high concept as far as, yeah. you know, you mentioned being out on a speedboat and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I mean, filming on the water is hard And I love to blow business. shit up. So what kind of budgets are you dealing with?
1: This is what's going to blow your mind. Okay, let's see here. The biggest budget movie that I've ever shot is a movie called Operation Tropical Stormy. And I had three explosions. Um, we rented two yachts, had four fight scenes. We went to Hawaii and shot for three days. Uh, we did all this really cool stuff. And keep in mind, this is the most expensive movie that Wicket's ever done and I've ever been a part of it. And the budget was 200000 Wow. Wow. Um, most of the movies I direct... Not including my fee because I'm under contract, but the actual budget that I turn in for production is uh, forty to fifty-five thousand. Oh, wow. Okay. And I hear with these budgets of like B movies and things on TVR, I was like, Do you know what I could do with five hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars?
0: You're talking about one episode of like Sons of Anarchy is like you know two million dollars. I
1: don't even think I could. I, I don't think I could spend two million dollars if I tried.
0: It's amazing how much you can waste money yeah. when you have a lot, yeah. I and mean, when you don't, how much you can make make it work yeah
1: I have a um I have a horror movie script that I wrote years ago that I've shopped for years and I've kind of given up
0: because shopped to mainstream yeah film? okay
1: and I I mean I had a lot of meetings and they almost several times it was almost like taken and the last minute someone somewhere would, would have a problem with who I was
0: mm. don't even
1: get me uh, makes me sick but the budget for that movie was one million and it's I was like, I don't even think it's been all of that. Yeah, right, like right, it, right. And I What wanted, would you do with it? Yeah. yeah, I don't even know what I would do with it. But everybody loves a script, and they, I've tried to buy it, and I won't part with it. I'm like, if I'm not directing it, I'm not selling it. I'm sticking oh, to my guns. gotcha. And people are like, oh, well, what if we let you direct if we use a different name? And I'm like, don't even tell me that. Like, you're missing the point. The point of having me direct this is, is that I have a built-in fan base already. If you can't appreciate that, then we shouldn't be doing business.
0: Now, you know, you said don't get me started on it, but I can empathize with you because a lot of times I'm judged because not not as much now, but there's still always a little bit of, oh, he's a wrestler. Like, oh, Fozzie, how good can that be? He's a yes. wrestler. I mean... I'm it- not
1: going to lie. When I found out, uh-huh. the you know, the first time we met, I saw you and I was like, is that Chris Jericho? Mm-hmm. And it was an uproar. Yeah, and my friend was like, how do you know him? And uh-huh. I was like... I was a really huge wrestling fan when I was like 19, 20, because I dated a guy who was into it, and I right. totally recognized you. I was like, oh, "Was he a, friend, a fan of you know one of the bands?" No, he, the singer of Fozzy, and I'd heard of Fozzy, but I hadn't gotcha. connected the connected two. And I was like, two. "I was like, shut up! I've heard that band on like Serious or, yeah, or you know, yeah. whatever." I was like, "What does he play? Like, he's a singer?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> I, was, I was, I mean, and I'm, and then I felt really bad because I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've judged." I was like, he's a wrestler. What no offense, but I mean, it even crossed my mind. And I was like, oh my god, this is what people do to me, and I felt really horrible. Same so thing. I'm sorry. The,
0: no, <laughs> the, the thing is, it's cool that you heard the band first and then afterwards, because that's the thing. Like you're saying, you have this amazing script. Let's say you wrote Citizen Kane, exactly. Or you, you know, you wrote you know Inception or whatever. Right. This is great. We love it. Who wrote it? And it's Stormy Daniels. Well, she's a porn star. Oh, she. Yeah. How good can this be? Exactly. Sex? sex in it. Like all you can do is just have sex.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm in this business because I'm too stupid to do anything else. Yeah. I'm that, like, I figured out how to make the most money with the least amount of work. I think I'm a goddamn genius. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's kind of the, the backlash that you yeah. get sometimes, and you have to fight that. So do you find that sometimes – have you have you done um, – have you tried out for outside projects that, that you didn't get because of your Stormy? or So many times. Really?
1: And um, – but, you know, I've gotten parts because I was. Mm, of know. course but the it's the directing thing that hurts me the most because I am, how do you mean? I would, I want to direct something mainstream. And gotcha. If I wasn't who I was, then I would have had, like I'm saying to the point where the scripts went out without my name on it and my lawyer, my distribution, like I have everything in place and some, you know, big people behind me and they would do these meetings and the people would be really into it. And then they would say, oh yeah, this is the movie wanna back. We love this script, blah, blah, blah. And then I would come in and meet them and I would have these great meetings where I would walk out and be like, killed it. Yeah. Totally got it. And within two weeks, yeah, the um, the, the money guy's wife find out who you were and, you know, they're worried about, what, you know, like I had a football player who will remain nameless, mm-hmm. but he was really looking to, he loves film and wanted to invest some money in some movies and I had him completely sold. He loved the script, wanted to do it, met him. He was great. He was awesome. But then his manager published somebody in his team was like, well, people are going to think that you gave her a million dollars, because you guys...
0: Because you were banging on You were banging or
1: whatever. And that's not the case at all. Like, maybe I just know what I'm doing.
0: Well, and that's what I mean. It's like not... Yeah. It's, it's like if you work... You know, I always would love when guys would say they're going. To the, I mean, we're going to the strip club. You know, they pick up, you don't. You know, you don't pick up chicks at a strip club. They're there working, yeah, doing a job. You're working. You're safer
1: di- in a strip club than a regular. Bar. That's right. Yeah. You're
0: working directing a movie. You know, just because you have a porn star past, it doesn't necessarily mean, or you mean in any way, shape, or form, that's what you're going to be doing or how you're going to get ahead. But yet, that's always the perception yeah. of what it's going to be. You know, you, you you talked about though, even even in your own in 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 the porn world directing and writing all this stuff was that something that that you started taking control not only the fact you're a control freak but was it a necessity Mm -hmm. to be able to continue to make a living in this business after piracy which you mentioned earlier as well
1: um it would have become a necessity yes Mm -hmm. at this point in time if i had not directed up until now i would absolutely absolutely be like oh i'm losing money like i have to figure out a way but my writing and directing happened so early in my career before this was even before piracy got really bad Because
0: you started you started the business right in the last yeah. kind of golden age Yeah, of I came in
1: at the end yeah. and I started performing in 2002 and I directed my first movie in 2003 Oh, wow! so I honestly started writing and directing Genuinely out of love mm-hmm. for it. I got lucky that as everything kind of took a nosedive. I was already in place
0: You know who's living large at my house? My three cats, Mr. Mittens, Indy, and Snickers. And you know why? Because we switched them to Pretty Litter. Okay, so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large, thanks to Pretty Litter. Because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom. Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us, and less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box i got to deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last-minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time, like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house now. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com slash Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho. Code Jericho to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk Is Jericho. All right, I'm here in the uh, lovely Los Angeles home of uh, of Stormy Daniels. 2005 is kind of when the music industry kind of fell, Mm -hmm. and you know, porn followed that. How how do you feel about about the piracy and all that stuff? Can can the business? How does the business continue to to evolve so that people can still make money off this?
1: Um, it's I mean, we're struggling Mm -hmm. like hard. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. Just being very blunt, I uh, my website seven years ago. You know, my my personal website would make seven thousand, eight thousand, you know, ten thousand dollars a month.
0: And that's just from like VIP memberships to see more clips, and and
1: I would shoot exclusive content for my site. You know, I you know do a photo shoot, put up a new set for my members once a week or whatever, and I was making plenty of money to cover that. that, Yeah, now. If I shoot a photo set, which I still have to pay for. I still have to pay for the location, the makeup artist, the photographer, outfits, yeah. whatever. I still, the cost of production hasn't gone down. And I upload those pictures to my website. Within three hours, I can find them on five sites for three free. Uh, my last website check was $1,400. Wow. And I'm way more famous now than I was seven years ago, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it should be going up. Of but course, it's all right Yeah. And really, I mean you're you're in a band, you know now the only Completely. way to make money is by what can people not rip off? Yeah. You I mean. in person. So now your bands have to do all these meet and greets now.
0: VIPs, like, VIPs meet and greets. Yeah. I know signings.
1: Sign, years ago, you'd never VIP meet and greets. Yeah. Like that <laughs> that wasn't even a thing. Right. And now that yeah, that's what you have to do. You have to play more shows, you have to sell more T shirts and, yeah, and but then d- you still have the guy in the parking lot selling fake T shirts.
0: Yeah. So I may
1: or may not have hit some of those guys
0: before. <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of those things, too, like when you talk about, okay, there's like, let's say a rock band that can play stadiums. Okay, AC/DC just put their tickets on, yeah. on sale. Huge response. They're going to sell out. But what happens 10, 15 years from now when there is no more DC, there's no more Springsteen or McCartney or Stones or, you know, U2 and Metallica are getting older. I don't know if that will be able to exist anymore, yep. stadium rock shows.
1: Because bands can't get to that level. That's right. Because people aren't buying the records that help them make better records that help them make better better exactly. stage shows. They're cutting your. Cutting them off at the bottom. Exactly. You're, you're,
0: the, the industry is eating their young. Yes,
1: ex- that's a great way. Of it. And right? the same thing is happening, and it's all and you have all these great musicians out there, and no one's ever going to hear them because they can't eat. Mm-hmm. They can't, so they have to find other jobs. Can't stay on the road. They can't. They can't. can't
0: go take it out there. And you mentioned we talked about who you know, who's a porn star, and you said Jenna, and you talked about yourself, and, and a couple of the names. Who? How can someone become a porn star, a legitimate star in the business now? Can't really.
1: Yeah. I mean, even Asa, who's one of the biggest names, you know, she's newer than me. She had to branch out. She has her book. Right. You know, it's you can't just. Do you have to go on the
0: road lots? like To to do strip
1: clubs and stuff? Yes. yes. And now when I dance, like I used to bring 100 DVDs and sell out. Mm -hmm. Now I bring 15. Guys be like, oh, I love all your movies. Really? What's your your favorite? You know, 10 years ago, they, oh, I loved you in uh, Space Nuts. Now I'm like, oh, what's your favorite? Can't name a single movie yeah because they oh my god I'll just download them for free and i've actually been physically restrained before because <laughs> that's why i don't drink when i'm dancing because some guy is going to be like oh i just get it off the internet i'm like oh so you steal from me and that's the thing people don't
0: realize <laughs> they don't or realize don't even it think like you know you, you, that's the worst part you legitimately know like, we're sitting on your couch i have a pillow if i walked out with this pillow i stole it that's stealing yes. your movie yeah, you know whatever it may be and th- that's why like for me um at least on a musician standpoint, I have never downloaded a record for free. Me, never, me I just can't. I, I'll buy it. Me too. You know, even even if I never listen to it, I'll buy it, stick to my phone or whatever. At least I bought it.
1: Mm-hmm. But me
0: too. you know, I, I think that with, with especially like DVDs for for, mm-hmm. for porn movies, they even exist
1: anymore. Yeah, we still make them. You
0: still make them, right? Yeah. Because there's still an every, element of the audience that wants to see
1: it. And now every revenue stream that we can get. Oh, everything counts. Right? Everything counts now. Everything counts. It's sad. It's sad. And and I'm one of those people that I like to have the physical thing. Yeah. If I go see somebody that I am a fan of, I want to have something signed. I would like to have, you know.
0: Well, that's still something viable. I know for for myself, whenever I'm in town or we do a show, I always go to an FYE or, you know, Best Buy and do a signing. And, you know, they'll they'll sell out, you know, a couple hundred CDs or whatever, because people like to say hi, take the picture, get the signature. But like you said, it's a lot more work than it used to be. And other than that, you know, CDs are there just for collectors, yeah, maybe? it's, it's absolutely
1: – the problem – the, the the root of the problem is that the very base is, is that people, other than the whole entitlement thing – don't even get me started on that <laughs> – is that people don't place value on intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Like you just said with the pillow. If you, built a, if you had built a chair and you owned a furniture store and someone smashed the window and stole that chair, everybody would be in an uproar. The police would come. There would be prosecution – how is building a, a table any different than making a song? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's something you created. It's you know. Absolutely. If I stole your car out of the driveway, you'd be mad. But you have no problem stealing my movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. the same
1: thing. There's no intellectual property value anymore. Do you
0: think that, um, like you know, for example, there's always new forms of technology. We had albums that mm-hmm. went to cassettes, that went to CDs, that go to MP3s. Is there something that you think could ever happen in porn, like maybe like a hologram or something like no. that? That you know that that could work. I mean, somehow with technology, as much as it's taken away from artists like ourselves there has to be something on the horizon that maybe we'll be able to give some of that back
1: i hope so i mean you know? it's just and and younger people don't even know what they're doing is wrong mm-hmm. yeah, they've, they don't they've see grown that. up with it like oh i'll just rip it for you i'm like you know rip like rip off <laughs> yeah. and i've gotten on to so many of my friends who have kids that are you know eight nine ten that are oh he's downloaded. i'm like you just taught your kid to steal yeah and they don't even realize it and when i explain it to them. I'm like oh wow i feel really bad now i'm like yeah
0: this is your. This, this is, is your, you know. Your, 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 how that's you not any different day.
1: than your kid going into Seven Eleven and stealing a candy bar. They just stole a song. Right. Ninety nine cents. It's the same thing. People spend five dollars on a cup of coffee, but they won't spend ninety nine cents on a yeah, song. Exactly. I mean, come that on. That you can hear forever.
0: Exactly. That you have. Um, but you know, like you said, you've had to branch out to kind of. Yeah. Uh, avoid. I'll,
1: that. I'll show you something really cool. Okay. It's gonna blow your mind. All right. If.
0: You... What are you talking about? Like some kind of technology or something?
1: No, it's not. It's some. I think it's really funny. You're All asking right. like, what can. Uh, oh,
0: what's something, that, something that's new Yeah, technology. it's in the other room, so we'll have Okay, to. got it, got it. But when you started writing scripts, uh, like, what are your favorite types of, of Like, I know you have the, like action, so do you write comedy, comedy. too? Comedy's comedy is my favorite. Really?
1: Yeah, it's the straight stuff that's really hard for me. And I actually direct two lines for Wicket. I do the regular Wicket pictures, which is uh, all that stuff. And then we have a separate line called Wicket Passions that's doing really well, and I'm their exclusive director. And it's basically like diet porn
0: what's diet porn? it's diet
1: porn it's what's romance that? it's like romance novel it's a little bit softer none of that graphic so it's more like softcore porn it's got hardcore it's not like what you see on television mm. but it's um love stories wow and they are the Red hardest thing for me to write because they're i feel so cheesy writing them and acting <laughs> them but they're doing really well because they go into like lingerie shops and um it's basically training wheels if you've if you're a 55 year old woman and you've never seen an adult film, yeah, I want to make something that will I ease you. you into. It's the stepping stone between Cinemax and yeah. And, Was it the Red
0: Shoe Diaries, yeah, or that sort yeah. of thing? So, so you like writing like like kind of like madcap comedies? So or I like-,
1: like either um com- like really funny comedies, like a movie I did called Switch, which is one of my like favorite movies ever. It's we cool. wake up in each other's body a husband and wife oh. so imagine and i know the idea has been done a million times in mainstream but, but imagine in it in porn right that's great yeah so like i had to act like a dude like and i have <laughs> and like, i am playing with my boobs for the first time so it's all <laughs> this boobs. funny stuff that you can't couldn't do in a mainstream movie that's so great. like really kind of funny it was great watching the male actor be stormy
0: That's so so did you have to do you have to have like auditions for this i do or? sometimes have auditions who, for the who, bigger who stuff played that part uh
1: michael vegas and he did a Eerily good job he got nominated he just got Best Actor for it at, ABN at for, the ABNs? Yeah so I like doing the really funny Stuff and then I like doing the really Dark mm. stuff It's all the stuff in the middle that I don't like but like what, like what dark like how do you mean like if I get to kill a bunch Of people Ooh. or be crazy Like serial killer yeah like horror? anything Like that anything dark and twisted or Really lighthearted and funny
0: When I was a kid I used to love B movies like B horror movies we yep. always heard these Rumors of Gorno's which were like gory pornos, mm-hmm. and we could never find one. We finally found one. It was called Hard Gore, and it was like a hardcore porn with like hardcore death scenes as well. It was yeah. like we finally found the mythical gorno. And then once we saw one, we didn't feel too good about it anymore. But yeah. <laughs> so you would love to have a gorno
1: yeah. if you could find one. <laughs> I want to make a, a a gay one, and I would call it The Hills Have Guys. <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> so is there like uh, so you still do scenes on camera too?
1: Yeah. Is, I um, star in five movies a year. Oh, my gosh. And then I direct 10.
0: Wow. So you're working nonstop.
1: Once a month, I direct a movie, yeah. And
0: are they always filmed out in L.A.? Yes. Do you just do one at a time?
1: No. Sometimes I'll do two.
0: And these are all movies that you've written as well?
1: I write everything. I've written 103 scripts, counting the one we're shooting today. And I've directed, I think, 75.
0: That's crazy. What, what a body of work. Is theres there... Is there um... Like when you're, and how many movies have you done?
1: Uh, if you look it up, the number's way higher than it actually is because of comps,
0: comps maybe. compilations. Oh,
1: gotcha. Um, I've only done like uh, I think it's about sixty-five movies. No, that st- sounds like a lot. But there, keep in mind, there girls that make three hundred movies a year.
0: Yeah, you've been doing for twelve years. So that's yeah. like you know four or five, six a year. My math is yeah. bad. Is there certain like? At this point in time, do you pick and choose like who you get to work with?
1: Yes, but I always have. I'm a control freak.
0: <laughs> how do you how do you establish those rules when you first started out?
1: Um, I was lucky that I I worked for Wicked and they you know um, I started directing pretty early.
0: Like you said, one but year before after. I
1: directed, I when I signed with Wicked, I kind of got signed because I was dating one of the other Wicked directors. <laughs> so obviously, he's gonna be like, "Who do you want to work with?"
0: Yeah. So who's some of your favorite guys that you like to work with? Is it like a little stable?
1: Yeah. um, I like Michael Vegas Mm -hmm. um, because he's down for anything ridiculous I want to do. Like he's got great comedy. Um, He doesn't take himself seriously. You know, he's great. Which
0: is the secret to any good comedy. Exactly. Right.
1: Um, Steven St. Croix has always been one of my favorites. He's an amazing actor, and he's also pretty awesome. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. Uh, Of course, we can't forget Randy Spears, who's retired now, but... Is
0: he like, retired? Yeah. Yeah,
1: we did so many movies together. People thought we were actually dating, oh. we, and we never did. Never. We always played husband and wife, and I always killed him for some reason. <laughs> He's like, "You're going to be the death of me, Daniels, for real." And I did almost kill him on that one time. I missed with a sword. What were you fighting? Him.
0: You're having a sword fight? Yeah, and
1: I missed, and I almost killed him. Real I was like, swords? Yeah, and I'm like, "I'm not doing another take. I'm done." So, like, what did you actually stab him? It, I was supposed to go between his arm and his whatever, but it was on a move, like a swing around move, and I went. He had a shirt and a vest on, and I went through, and it just scratched him. But I was like, "Who thought it was a good idea to give me a real sword? Well, this is a I'm terrible saying. idea." I would like to state for the record that I did not write or direct that film because <laughs> I would not give people real swords. Um, that's the thing, like yeah. too.
0: If you're if you're going to be in a sword fight, like in a Hollywood movie, there's there's weeks of rehearsals. And yeah, we had like two days choreography. Wow, has there yeah. been other things like that that you've had to do? Like, oh yeah, like, tell I did some more.
1: Uh, oh, this is a great story. So when we were shooting uh, Operation. Uh, tropical stormy there's a scene in the movie where i'm in a tent and a guy throws a grenade it's a comedy though so it's slapstick and a guy throws a grenade and it roll i'm in a bikini and it rolls between my legs and i do the whole look, look big eyes and i take off run and the tent explodes so we had a pyro crew like i you know and they came out and they set everything up and you have to have a f- you know fire marshal and a right. fire truck and whatever permits and it's it's all legit and so he goes okay um well who's who's going to be doing the stunt who's who, who's gonna be the girl and I was like it's me no okay yeah but when we cut for the real explosion who, who's your stunt double because we have to have a safety meeting uh-huh. I was like no really it's me I'm gonna do it and they thought I was kidding so like give us one minute and they walk away and me and my crew are on one side and you know the the people who are just there for the pyros uh pyro stuff are huddled up I'm like this doesn't look good they come back they're like we're gonna need 20 minutes so we're like okay we're down for 20 two more fire trucks show up they all come out with like i was like a little faith guys please (laughs) so the gag was that you know the thing rolls between my legs and i take off running and when i hit a mark they marked in the sand that's when they were going to blow the tent and i was supposed to jump and i land on this inflatable pad Mm -hmm. and the tent goes up behind me and we rehearsed it rehearsed it rehearsed it and like okay we're gonna do it for real and everybody was so freaked out They're like and that's what you're wearing because I'm in a thong a bikini. bikini. Yeah, right. And I was like, yeah. And of course, I have the big porno hair, so I'm <laughs> extra flammable. <This laughs> Hairspray plenty. Yeah, it's just a horrible idea. So, you know, on cue, we do it for real. Take off running. I hit the mark. I jump. They blow the tent. Oh, my God. The impact from the tent actually sh- overshot me. Wow. From the mat. It looks amazing if you watch the movie. It's did super it, cool. Did it burn you? My whole back was like, it looked like it was sunburned for like two wow. days.
0: Wow. Like,
1: now I get it. And yeah. the, the same movie I jumped off a roof On a wire and
0: So you have a Pretty hardcore stunts Yeah See people don't realize That about, about that side Of, of porn
1: Yeah it's, you... it's fun Like the movie Like I said It's coming out this week Pretty dangerous We have a bunch of fight scenes And we did fight choreography And I got bloodied up You know The guy missed And punched me for real
0: And obviously you're a tough chick So you don't mind that stuff No brother, I want to do it. it It's fun
1: That's the best part of the job Is that you're. it's never the same I can't imagine being locked Like in a cubicle I would go crazy
0: So when you're talking about you know you like having the the group your little group you mentioned Stephen St. Croix and all this stuff is there certain guys that when you see that you're gonna he's gonna be working with him it's like oh this is gonna be great like more fun than others like from a sexual standpoint yeah yeah chemistry standpoint for sure
1: and I mean it's weird because some guys aren't like somebody I would necessarily find attractive Mm -hmm. this is the weird thing about porn is like if you're out and you and you go to a bar and you pick up a guy you think is hot right you could be disappointed when you go home because he sucks yeah porn is opposite because i'll see a guy i'm like i don't really want to work with him because i'm not attracted to him he's not that cute yeah but i'm going to hire him because he's perfect for the part and i'll you know take one and whatever and then you get in there and it's a guy you would never look twice at and i'm like oh my god (laughs) he know like what for me okay i get it now he's just good at what he does you know right and then i'm lucky because i um my significant other, my husband or whatever, is, uh, does movies now, too. Oh, okay. Did he, did he do movies no. when you first met him? No. So you got him into it? I made him. What? <laughs> He's a musician. Uh-huh. When we met and he was on tour and we met and it's the typical rock star, porn star mm-hmm. thing. And um, we started talking about having a family. And I was like, here's the thing. If we're going to have a kid and the face you're making at me right now is yeah. the exact same it's face. Kind of a confused he, face. He made at me. And I was like, well, here's the thing. I'm not saying we're going to break up and I'm not saying that if we do break up, you're going to try to take our hypothetical child at this point in time. But I've seen it happen too many times and we need to level this playing field so that if we ever split up, the judge can't side with you because I'm the one that does porn. Wow. So you get in there and you fuck that girl. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I forced him into it just to take that card off the table in case we were to ever have a custody problem. That's interesting It's evil genius is what it
0: is <laughs> Of course it's a control freak I guess another reason too is be like You know if if your hypothetical child grew up And found out that you know mom was a porn star Now dad's a porn star too So you can take that guilt off the table as well Exactly
1: and you know hypothetical child is now a real child Oh okay <laughs> Yeah That This, this
0: is your, your, your My daughter?
1: daughter yeah Oh so you guys that have been you together met. for
0: a long time Yeah Okay Yeah
1: we've been together six years
0: okay so how old is she she's four okay so that hypothetical child is now real yeah
1: she's exactly. real and, and you met her
0: I did yeah, she, she has
1: your picture in her room
0: yeah it was a signing at Dallas Dallas yeah at the yeah. World of Wheels that's right
1: and uh, it was just one of those things like I never want this I've seen it happen too many times mm-hmm. even girls who didn't even do porn maybe we were just strippers and the guy played that card I should get custody and the judge sided with him wow. so now I just took that off the table and I and you know his name his stage name is Brendan Miller and he edits for me now too mm-hmm you know, he would I don't believe he would ever do that. He's never if, even if we were to split up, I don't think he's the kind of person that would do that. But the safety net is nice.
0: Well yeah, and like I, like I said, when you started going telling this story, I thought because it would also be when your daughter gets older, now mom and dad are porn stars. It's not just mom.
1: Yeah, I never so, really you know, thought of it like so, yeah. so it's
0: like kind of a it would seem like it would be like more of a family thing now. It's like not just you. Yeah. If someone says, Your mom's a porn star Well still so my dad is too Big deal, right? Big deal, yeah. Do you think about that when your daughter gets Um, older?
1: A little bit, but not because I have any problem with what I do. Mm-hmm. It's a job. It's sex. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Whatever issues other people have, their Puritan, whatever, that's your problem. Right. I have no problem. I don't... I don't tell her what I do. She's not old enough yet. Yeah, of course not. But I'm not going to hide it. And she's definitely going to hear it from me before she hears it from some other boy in her class. Right. Because not only do I want her to know from me, I don't want her to be caught off guard. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have some snappy comebacks so she can check them when they try to like talk <laughs> shit to her.
0: Have you thought of any of them yet?
1: <laughs> not yet. But I'm okay. sure I'll write some oh, good ones. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and she's a really good, she's a strong kid. And she, I mean, she'll check somebody anyway. She's yeah. already smarter than most people. <laughs> and uh, so I want her to be prepared. But I, ha- I still have no regrets. Like she gets to, you know, I grew up in Louisiana with no money mm-hmm. and now my child can go have the best of everything. Right. And I have no problem with what I do. No shame. Her family doesn't. She's loved. Everybody loves her. But someone is going to treat her badly. And then I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a story about that because my friend who is no longer in the industry, she's been out for a long time. And she was a uh, very popular before well, she's 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. She was very popular before the internet, before people could see all this stuff. And she was never a huge star. She only did girl gold, very tame. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got out and had a child. And when she told me a story that when her son was six years old uh, in his class, there was 30 kids in the class and 29 were invited to a birthday party. And he didn't get an invitation or a cupcake. And when he was like, well, what happened to me? The mother of that kid was like, we don't want, you know, kids that come from parents you're not worthy kind of thing and in my mind that mother is way more of a monster than anything my friend could have done on camera
0: absolutely because
1: who makes a little kid feel bad for something that someone else does
0: yeah 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 but yeah. it's gonna
1: happen and i know it's gonna happen and
0: yeah well so you said this yeah. you give her some witty repartee yeah. and she'll be all set yeah now, a couple of weeks ago there was um i guess you'd say kind of a a radio veteran that was like, I hate it when non-radio guys get podcasts, and that's bullshit, and blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, whatever. Do you feel that way sometimes when you feel when you see like, you know, let's say Kardashian as a as a porn tape, and everyone wants to watch it? Does that bother Do you? Do you Want to hear my
1: Kim Kardashian story? I would love to. Okay, so, <laughs> so we were at the e twentieth anniversary party. I was I don't remember what who got me invited, but it was red carpet and whatever. And Kim Kardashian, E Network, yeah, gotcha. And I walked the red carpet, and Kim Kardashian was there. And she is so beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen her in person. I haven't up close. She's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Like her skin. Because a lot of times when you see girls up close. Yeah. It's not but she's flawless. Wow. Like she's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, she's really beautiful. And somebody was like, oh, Stormy, Stormy, can I get a picture of you and Kim? And everybody's taking pictures. It's press. It's a private party. And she went to take a picture with me. And she was like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. I'm like, so are you. She's like, yeah. And she went to take a picture with me. And her publicist grabs her and yanked her away and whispered in her ear, don't take a picture with her. She's a porn star. And Kim made this face and was like, and they dragged her away. And I was like, bitch, I'm not the, I'm not the one with the number one DVD out right now. All right. Because it was kind of like when her thing was m- more new. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. You're a bigger porn star than I am. I am not the number one selling DVD right now. That would be you. Don't. It's
0: crazy hey. because. And hers... I wanted to hit
1: her, and looking back, <laughs> I probably would be a lot more famous right now if I was the person who who smacked her. To you got that
0: picture with her printed right. for sure. But that's the thing because her porn tape wasn't official.
1: But it was because anybody who works in porn knows that there's a law called 2257. What's that? that? says it's designed supposedly to keep under you know child porn. But anytime you make a movie to release it or you have to sign paperwork and have it, no one could sell her DVD. You can walk into wow. you can walk into any porn shop in the country and buy her DVD. Right? Really? That store cannot sell that DVD without her paperwork on file. In so the she signed. Everybody did. They're all fake. So, nothing has ever been leaked.
0: Do You think it's a publicity stunt? It worked. More yeah, power to her. I guess so, right? Hey,
1: I don't hate her. I think she's a genius.
0: Because we always think about that, you know, like Tommy Paris Lee, Hilton. Yeah. Anderson, Paris they signed the paperwork. To get it no store
1: could carry the DVD if they didn't have a copy of the release. Wow. It's a law called 2257.
0: See, you know all of that yes,
1: stuff. Yes, I have to do the paperwork. And the paperwork is a huge violation of privacy. You know what? Billy Bob, who's the store clerk in... Uh, Kansas City can open their has a copy of my ID. How twenty two fifty seven?
0: You have to put your like license on. Yeah, file they something? have everything.
1: They have our model releases proving that we're o- of age. Wow. It's yeah. It's a real. It's not cool. Have you
0: ever had any problems with like uh stalkers? Yeah. Shall we say?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: That follow you around or send you yeah. letters or yeah. How do you deal with that?
1: It's hard because um there's one guy who spent $150,000 in the last two years to follow me and he lives he doesn't even live in this country and he'll just show up at things I'm at and um he's not he's the weird kind of stalker because he's not the kind that's like threatened me and that's the other reason why they won't do anything because he's never threatened me and he's never tried to touch me but he thinks I'm his girlfriend Mm. and I have pictures of his apartment there's not a square inch of wall space in his house it's not a photo of me and he even went so far as to build a bedroom. With a crib and everything for when me and my baby—he I mean, thought she was a boy at the time because when she was like super tiny—we're um, gonna go live with him. Like he thinks he's my boyfriend. It's and no one will help me because See, yeah, he's you hasn't, legally you can't can't do anything. First of all, he hasn't threatened me, and second of all, like uh, he'll show up someplace and they'll throw him out, and then he'll try to come back in, which is then trespassing if it's at a strip club or whatever. And many times I've had the police show up most notably in Oklahoma city, they made me so angry. I found out he was in my hotel. He had no reason to be there. And I, the police came and they actually like in
0: the lobby or something. No, he got a room next oh, gotcha, to my room. Gotcha. Wow. And then he
1: came to the club and the club threw him out, but then he kept trying to come back. And I thought he was going to follow me. And I was particularly worried about this booking because Oklahoma city is only a couple hours from Dallas mm-hmm. and I had driven and I was scared. Wow. He was going to follow me all the way home. Right. And the police came and I, they looked me right in the face and the, one of the cops said, well, what do you expect considering what you do? I was like, oh, because I do porn, I don't deserve to have somebody not follow me home. Yeah. Was like, well, exactly. you're kind of asking for it. You put yourself out there like that. That is such
0: bullshit. Huh?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Like, how do you how do you combat that? Like, like that, that, that makes no sense whatsoever.
1: Yeah. But it happens all the time.
0: Wow. Do you have a bodyguard sometimes that you work? I remember one time I saw you and you had somebody yeah. with you. Yeah, he's assistant. He, I
1: see him. He just got here. He's wandering around. Yeah.
0: So you do have somebody watching your back just in case? Because, yeah. I mean, you are right. You go into these places, strange right. places, strip clubs, whatever. And who knows, right?
1: Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've had some psychic yeah, chicks who, you know.
0: Guys, too. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of weird people out there. that, And and, it's, and there's Uber fans and there's people that legitimately, legitimately believe what they think is real, like exactly, you said,
1: like, and that's that's this guy, right?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So you just make sure that you have somebody with you at all times. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, because that's the thing—you're you're a fantasy. That's your job—is to be the fantasy. Yeah, you know, same as screen. you, you know. You know, yeah, we're we're, we're portraying. You're something really asking not.
1: for it. I mean, yeah. you have the wrestling thing and you have the rock star thing, so you're, you've <laughs> got you you're, you're cro- you know you're blanketed the crazy double lady. whammy. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, just a couple more questions. When you first had sex on camera, was it hard to do? Is it you just have to let go and go for it, or how does how does? It... Um,
1: my very first of all, I, I was a stripper first, mm-hmm. so. Taking my clothes off wasn't the scary part. I, yeah, you know, you I was, I was used to that. Um, and my very first scene was a girl-girl scene. And I came out here with a friend of mine because she just didn't want to come to California by herself. And she's like, oh, if you come with me, I'll buy you a plane ticket. I'd never been here. I was like, oh, cool, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And the girl that she was supposed to do the scene with uh, canceled. And she was freaked out with the thought of having sex with someone she didn't know. She's like, will you do the scene with me? Because we know each other. And please, 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 mm-hmm. please. And I said, yeah. So we get to set. And she was the one that was super nervous. And I spent so much time like trying to calm her down that I was halfway through the scene before I realized that you're, I didn't have the chance there. to be nervous. Yeah. And then my first scene with and I, the first couple of months I was in the industry, I only worked with girls. Okay. And, uh, my easier way. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my first scene with a guy, I was lucky was the guy I mentioned that I was dating when I first got in the business. Oh. Okay. So I, I had it definitely like training wheels. I definitely had it, <laughs> yeah. had it easy. Um,
0: do you get paid less if it's girl, girl? Yes. Or, okay.
1: Yeah, every sex act, you know, as you girl girls less, girl, girl, anal is more, boy, girl, boy, you know, the more. What's the
0: take. highest act, what's um, the highest paying act? DP. DP, gotcha. Yeah. You. That's the big, that's the big money. That's the big money, yeah. Because there's some girls that. And I
1: hate to say this, but interracial DP pays even more. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of guys like hit the girls for not doing interracial, but what they don't understand is if she holds out longer, she can get way more money. Hmm. You it's not money. really a racist thing. There's plenty of girls who love that, but they're yeah, like, they're "Why would I miss out on that ten thousand dollar payday?" Because you can only have your first thing one time.
0: That's right, and that's the one that's probably going to make make the most. That's the change, one, right? Yeah. Is, is is have you done all of those? Nope. Or is there I haven't ones done that... any of them. None of them.
1: I haven't even. I've nope.
0: That's what I love. You like
1: pace, I love pace, 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 Your
0: attitude, Elsa' uh, attitude. You guys are calling your own shots.
1: Yeah, um, I've uh, two months ago I did my first girl girl anal.
0: Oh, like with a strap on or something like that?
1: Just a toy. It was me and Asa. Awesome. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I had to make up for it for making her cry. So I was like, okay, you can be the first person to put something in my butt on camera. <laughs>
0: okay. But I haven't
1: ever even done anal.
0: Wow. It's just with the girl, the girl, Yeah, girl. she's the first one. And this is after all these years. So, yeah, so all these years. What um, What is your, your, your future? like? You Do you want to like run Wicked someday or is your goal to kind of take over?
1: Because uh, you're
0: already doing everything you can possibly do Exactly, and that's the thing is, right. uh,
1: You know, 15 years uh, You know, 10, I haven't been around that long But 10 years ago, I really thought I would have retired from performing by now Because mm-hmm. I'm old, and I've accepted that <laughs> Whatever And uh, I really so thought that I would just be Directing, and I wanted to own my own production company And, you know, be the Steve Ornstein Or the Steve Hurst the because they made a lot of money Back when there was money to be made
0: mm-hmm. is that what Jenna did too? Yeah, she and she you made, know?
1: you know Um but that's not an option anymore because of all the things that we've been talking RC about and, everything, yeah. and uh, but now if you know, my ultimate dream is to direct some mainstreams. I want to direct.
0: You and want to be a director. I want to be a director. Of television, I have no movies and-
1: illusion of being a mainstream actress. I'm not that good at it. I don't want to do it. It doesn't satisfy me. Uh, and I don't even want to be, you know, Steven Spielberg. I don't even want to do these big budget things because I don't even think that would be very f- fulfilling because you have all these so much. Yeah. Well, you have all these people. Yeah. I'm in the control freak. Like, right. I, you know, like there's committees and they, you know, you get out yeah, mm-hmm. too many producers. I really just want to direct like if I could get a job for like the Hallmark Channel or life, <laughs> you know, doing those. Yeah. That would like
0: be... direct to video. Yeah, I would love it. And, and
1: direct music videos would be like my ultimate dream. See,
0: but why? Why wouldn't you be able to do that? Like, if you look at like a Tracy Lords or Sasha Grey, I mean, they've they've made mainstream acting appearances. I
1: have. I'm in tons of mainstream. But that's what I mean. But virgin, why would you not know, you be we're... able
0: to do that directly? If you're if you're directing, let's say you're directing, I don't know, Mark of the Vampire, yeah. directed by Stormy Daniels, because guy... they
1: don't think I'm smart enough to do it.
0: But wouldn't somebody take a chance on you as an investor for your name trying. value alone?
1: I keep trying. And that's why I'm trying to do a horror movie first because they're more forgiving. You're so saying, of course. And they have all these, you know, magazines. I'm like, "Come on. These magazines will put me on the cover because I have vision right. and whatever." Like yeah. I'm a shoe in, but no one wants to touch it. They just won't do it.
0: Cuz there's a guy called Gregory Dark. I know him. He's a po- ex-porn star or porn director. Mm-hmm,
1: and he does, there's another one, Michael Raven, used to be a contract director for Wicked Pictures. I won't say his real name because he's hidden it, but he now directs faith-based movies. Wow. And horror movie. If you're a guy, it's different. Ron Jeremy could probably go direct a movie right now, but because because you're a because girl. I was a performer, no one takes me serious.
0: In this day and age, that's so ridiculous. It
1: is. It's really screwed you know, up. Like
0: I mean, like like I said, I remember the reason why I know the name Gregory Dark because he did
1: the uh, Britney Spears. He did Music Britney Video.
0: Spears. He also did uh, Kane's first movie from mm-hmm. the WWE called See No Evil. And so, I mean, you would think just from the, the massive name value that you have, but you'll get your chance.
1: I wonder <laughs> is he the one that directed that movie. No, I did a movie with some wrestlers, but he wasn't okay. at, with uh, Batista. Uh, anyway, that okay. wasn't
0: the director. Which one was that called? Wrong side of town. Right. Yeah, Dave was in that. Yeah. Before he went and became like one of the biggest stars in the world right now, yeah. after Guardians of the Galaxy. I, yeah.
1: I played his wife ah, nice. in a movie. Yeah. Right. But I was an actress, and I just needed someone to look hot. Yeah. I can get look hot all day long. <laughs> like people don't have a problem putting me in that. I've been in lots of music videos.
0: Okay. Well, the thing is, this this uh, uh, podcast goes out to a lot of people. So if you're out there. Yeah, if investor, you want to give me a
1: lot of money. <laughs>
0: yeah, she Stormy is your girl. Tell me. She will finish on time. Yes. The budget will be met. All of that sort of thing. I want you to tell me about- I'll be uh, under budget. Under budget. I'll better, be under budget. Under budget and a day earlier. There we go. If you have a week shoot, you'll do it in 20 days.
1: Yes. That's the guarantee. That's the guarantee.
0: Tell me about uh, a couple last questions. Tell me about the- It's uh, just something that I read about here, but the secret porn handshake.
1: <laughs> did you read that, or that i just
0: so my, i got this uh, a couple notes from my producer and uh, it's the secret porn shake is the bump elbows i want to hear about that so uh well
1: do you really want to shake hands with me knowing where my hands been <laughs> or more importantly do you want to shake hands with a dude knowing where his hands been <laughs> fluffers are a myth you're your own fluffer if you know what i mean you fluff yourself you fluff yourself do you really want to walk in so and shake someone's just, hand you yeah. bump elbows yeah that's it there's yeah Yeah
0: (laughs) What's your uh, Your favorite movie That you've ever uh, Directed And your favorite movie That you've ever starred in
1: Oh my goodness It's so hard I'm gonna say Operation Desert Stormy Mm -hmm. And it is not
0: it's a great name by the
1: way. Yeah. It is not the best movie at this point in time that I've done because I've gotten much better, you know. But it is the first big movie I did and it won Best Comedy, and it was sort of the turning point where people were like, Oh shoot, she really does direct and within the industry. And you gotta love a movie where Ron Jeremy plays Saddam Hussein. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he played Saddam Hussein. Yeah. That's great.
1: <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. And um so that's you know, and, and then the sequel Tropical Stormy. I was the first one to make fun of North Korea. Just a second. There you
0: go. Hello. And
1: uh because I got to blow a lot of stuff up and do all these stunts. You like that? Yeah, I love it. Um, so that one was really cool. And then the Has one there ever one, been
0: something like, that you wrote where, where your boss went, Stormy, come on. We can't film this. We can't do this. That
1: Desert Stormy. Oh, really? I was told that it was unshootable. Really? Yep. And I said, if I don't pull it off, I will pay for it in full myself. And we did it. And it won. And it did great. And went on to be uh, – it's quoted as the best adult movie of all time is what it's called with the reviewers. And it won wow. a bunch of stuff. and. Sold, you know, I did a whole tour based on it. And that's huge. Yeah, it, and, and you wrote and directed. Wrote these? it, directed, and starred in it.
0: Wow. Yeah. Triple threat. Yes. How about a movie that you didn't write or direct? It there is no favorite. such thing. <laughs> in the pre-directing days, no, they were they were all bad.
1: I've directed ninety nine percent of the movies I've been in.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. You are a uh, definitely a unique uh, <laughs> person in this biz, and that's why you've done so well. That's why you're massive. That's why you're a true porn star. Hey,
1: if you want things done right, you gotta do it yourself.
0: That's exactly right. Storm, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Stormy Daniels. Very, very cool girl and a fascinating conversation about how the adult film industry really works. The issues they face with piracy. Very similar to the music industry. Very similar to the DVD industry. Very similar to the uh, book industry even. Plus I learned a couple new things about about, uh, about uh, diet porn and the secret porn handshake. Who knew? And don't forget, uh, you can listen to uh, her friend Asa Akira uh, in another episode of Talk is Jericho. She was on way Way back in episode 79 another great conversation with a girl in the biz hard girl in the biz speaking about a hard-working person in the biz I want to talk about my friend Mick Foley Not only is he a a great uh, legendary wrestler, great stand-up comedian as well, and also a great humanitarian, and he's got an amazing raffle for the WrestleMania Dream Vacation, Mick Foley's WrestleMania Dream Vacation. It's an amazing grand prize trip to Santa Clara, California, to go to WrestleMania 31. Take part in tons of the activities and events happening around it, plus all the proceeds from the raffle ticket sales will benefit Rain, The rape abuse at Incest National Network. If you win, you get to go to Wrestlemania. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Monday Night Raw, and you'll get to meet and hang out with Mick Foley. What an amazing, amazing opportunity. Tickets are only $2 each, but you have to buy a minimum of 5 Buy those tickets at WrestleMania.Rain.Org. That's wrestlemaniar The winner will be chosen on March 18th. Alright, speaking of winners if you live in the UK or Europe or Ireland and you've come to see the Cinderblock party tour you have won because it is underway we are killing it on this tour uh, half the dates have sold out the other half might as well have crowds have been insane I'm walking off stage every night drenched in sweat playing some new songs people are going nuts chanting Fozzy jumping up and down chanting hey hey hey!" one two three showing their boobs whether they're guys or girls we are having a blast over here don't be left out don't be that guy that people go hey did you see Fozzy last night you go, "No, I didn't go and you're like, oh, you are a nerd, you are a loser, go see Fozzie, Exeter, we are in you tonight, Exeter, we're here tomorrow, March 14th in Southampton, Brighton on March 15th, we get one day off, then we head to Paris, in Switzerland, Munich, Germany, Mannheim, Germany, Boehm, Germany on March 21st. You need to go to fozzyrock.com. Check out all ticket information. There are tickets left to some of the shows. Some of them are close to selling out. So if you're thinking about it, if you're sitting on the fence, go to see Fozzy and go to fozzyrock.com for all information on tickets and for VIP packages. We have the greatest VIP experience in the world. Come hang out with us. I'll buy you a sandwich. I will. All right. Thank you so much once again for checking out the show. I love doing this for you for free for twice a week. And thanks to Amazon for helping me keep the ball rolling, keep the wheels greased. You go to podcastone.com. You click on the Keep Our Podcast Free right at the top of the page. You click on Talk Is Jericho. You see all them Amazon links, and you chop. You just shop. That's all you got to do. And every time you do that, Amazon kicks back a little cash to the show. So we keep doing this for free free a week No hidden fees or hidden charges, charges. No extra charges. You're just getting that shopping done. You're helping me out in the process. All right. Very, very excited. Uh, another fine episode of Talk is Jericho. And you are here. You 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 are making it happen. And we'll see you next week. But in the meantime, and in between time, you stay hard, you stay hungry, have a lot of fun, be cool to your family and your friends. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, boy! Yeehaw! You can download new episodes of Talk Is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.